I'm psychic detective and medical intuitive Annette Martin. You may have seen me on television, radio, or YouTube, where some of my TV shows are playing. During the course of the past 40 years, I've done readings for people across the globe on every aspect of their lives, including their health. If you need help with your concerns, please go to Annette-Martin.com and set up an appointment. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's Annette-Martin.com.
shall fiver on the side. I don't want pork chops and bacon. That won't awaken my appetite inside. I want the bread bread sauce with the oss and fay with shafafa on the side. Now you know, girls, we really got to eat, and you know we should eat right. And rye bread. You heard what I said, waiter. Please, I want my mind fried. I want the frim fram sauce with the os and fay with shafafa on the side. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advance tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Man. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. 
Fans, this is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. 
The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 
larga Escolha uma afronta La cacoita bem Se não é tamanã Oi, se é bem larga Escolha uma afronta La cacoita bem Se não é tamanã Soldado tem de boma Cacoita bem Já me fala pra vou larga Se não é tamanã Soldado tem de boma Cacoita bem Já me fala pra vou larga This is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. USA in your Chevrolet, America is asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA, America's the greatest land of all. On a highway or a road along a levee, performance is sweeter, nothing can beat her. Life is completer in a Chevy. So make a date today to see the USA and see it in your Chevrolet. Traveling west, wherever you go, Chevy service is best. Southward or north, near place or far, there's a Chevrolet dealer for your Chevrolet car. So make a date today to see the USA and see it in your
grace A waltz for the girl out of
they're cutes Put on your dancing boots And come dance with me Come dance with me What an evening for Some terpsichore Pretty face I know a swinging place Come on dance with me Romance with me On a crowded floor And while the rhythm swings What lovely things I'll be saying Cause what is dancing But making love set to music Playing When the band begins to leave the stand And folks start to roam As we waltz home cheek to cheek we'll be Come on, come on, come on, come on and dance with me Hey there cutes, put on your bassy boots And come dance with me Come dance with me, what an evening for Some terpsichore Pretty face, I know a swinging place Come on, dance with me Romance with me on a crowded floor And while the rhythm swings, what cuckoo things I'll be saying For what is dancing but making love set to music Playing when the band begins to leave the stand And folks start to roam As we wing home cheek to cheek we'll be Come on, come on, come on Come on, come on, come on Come on and dance with me Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one -on -one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Optimize.com.
trouble with career, love, health, family, friends, your life in general? Hi, I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. In my practice for the past 40 years, I've helped thousands of folks with their problems. And you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio throughout the years, and more recently on Annette Martin's Psychic World. To learn more about my work, go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's annette-martin.com.
Let the people see your pretty face And try not to say anything weird Save your questions without answers Till you're old enough to know 
things ain't as they appear
Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Annette Martin. Have you had a psychic experience or encountered a ghost and don't know how to explain it? Visit with our exciting guest each week and give us a call on Annette Martin's Psychic World. Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Call or drop into our chat room at Annette Martin's Psychic World on hearwomentalk.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm... For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy's Hibachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008. Hi, this is Jody Lynn Smith from Hear Women Talk Radio. Have you seen a copy of my book, Talk a Different Game at Work? It's all about living a life passionately with your faith and values well placed. It's about giving security and power and respect and credibility to your friends and getting it for yourself. You can get it on Hear Women Talk or Amazon.com. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. in a blink, it happens in a flash, it happens in the time it took to look back, I try to hold on tight, but there's no stopping This is Jody Lynn Smith, and you're listening to the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. And I just wanted to thank you so much and welcome you to uh, my show, Wow, You're Living the Life. And I'm um, your host, Jody Smith, and uh, yeah, I've got Muriel O'Toole on, on the show today. And you know, for those of you that, that don't uh, know her, she is absolutely an ordinary woman gone extraordinary. And you all, many of my listeners, we, you, know, you know that that's the type of women I like to highlight on my show. Uh, you know, she was a, a teacher, and she was a counselor, and former assistant superintendent of Horry County Schools. But few people know she was also the fertilizer queen. And that's why I'm happy she's here. <laughs> oh, Muriel, I just, I just cracked up when I saw that. What is the fertilizer queen? Well, actually, it wasn't something I ran for. It's just uh, something that happened. I, I always wanted to be a beauty queen that somebody selected and never got that chance. And when I was in the 10th grade, 
I remember going to the big festival in my hometown. I lived mm -hmm. out in the country, so we came in for the big festival, the Yam Festival. The Yam Festival. Wow. And uh, as I was standing there in the crowd waiting for the parade to begin, I was just thinking, oh, wow, why can't I be in a parade? Why can't I be on the Beauty Queen float? And I watched my classmates, who usually were the town girls. I call them the city girls. Yeah. And they had on their strapless net dresses, and they were positioning to get on the float. And I was just dreaming of mm -hmm. doing that. And oh, while yes. that was going on, there was a tall man walking in the crowd. <laughs> and somehow he spotted me, and uh, he, he beckoned me to come, and, and then he said, would you like to ride in the parade? I said, oh, yes, sir, I've always wanted to oh, ride boy, in the who parade. Who wouldn't want to be in the parade? I know, everybody wanted to be in a parade. Yeah. And then he said something that shocked me. He said, I'd like you to ride on the right fender of my fertilizer truck in the parade. <laughs> and you know, I could have been insulted, but I've learned that um, there's more than one way to make things happen. Wow. So I said, yes, sir. Yeah, and nice. little did I know that he was looking at faces to find a poster girl for his fertilizer. And I had that. I had freckles. Oh, wow. I had pigtails. I had on a feed sack dress. I looked mm. just like a farm girl. Well, isn't that terrific? Wow. So, you know, and when I finally got on that big truck. That truck had 20,000 pounds of VC fertilizer on the back. It was a huge Okay, so, thing. you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but fertilizer's kind of stinky. Well, you know what? My dad called that stuff guana, and I knew what it smelled like. <laughs> but you know what? I was on the front of the truck. I okay. wasn't on the fertilizer, but gotcha. I was there, and at first I was very shy, and I thought, yeah. well, I'm just going to sit here. And then the crowd was responding. I could tell, and so I started doing the little wave. Oh, you found your element. And I started waving and flinging those little fertilizer booklets, and they grabbed it like it was candy. Oh, so it wasn't and cow patties you were No, <laughs> no. And Jeez. I tell you what, that day I realized um, whether you're on a beauty queen float or a fertilizer truck, the audience is the same. They embrace me. And terrific? therefore, I, because of this wonderful man who owned the fertilizer company, hmm. who happened to be the mayor. And, oh, he was. He so. made me the the fertilizer queen of the day, and Isn't I loved that amazing. it. Amazing! And all you had to do was say yes. All I had to do was say yes. Opportunity was knocking, and I stepped up. Oh my gosh! So, you know that you are living the life, and you've been living the life <laughs> since then. I mean, you know, how many of us just stand by the wayside and and we wish and mm -hmm. and we hope and and we just get we just get stuck in that whole mediocrity thing. And yeah. gosh, you know, you can make something happen out of anything. Apparently, out of tw how many well, pounds of fertilizer? Twenty thousand pounds. Twenty thousand. And and also our I've learned from that is no matter where you are, there's always at least one person who will help you make a dream come true. If you just open up your if eyes you open and open up and you embrace it. Even even if it's like, well, you know, that wasn't what I was thinking. But right. no, but never but dreamed it. it. Wow. You know, it, you know, one of the things I, I, I uh, of course, had a chance to, to read your your book, and it's it's footprints on the heart. Is that what it is? That's it. Footprints yes. on the heart. It's a great book. I just highly recommend everyone pick it up, and we'll talk about that more in the show today. But, you know, one of the things I loved about it was you said, you know, none of us are self-made. Yeah. There's always somebody out there, and and uh, you know that's how ordinary people become extraordinary. Right. And I yeah. think if we just reflect that. Each of us is standing on the shoulders, maybe many shoulders. There yeah. are a lot of people who've helped us be what we are today. Mm -hmm. And that certainly is extremely true in my case. Oh. I have many, many people who have helped me 
um, be where I am, right here with you, Jody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't even believe I'm here, actually. You know, I, mean, I, I did not go to school to, to uh, you know, be a radio host, and, and I'm not tra not particularly trained in it, uh, but I'm getting training from this awesome people that, that uh, run the show here, Dustin and, and, and Jeff and Kay, and there's a shout-out to those So there's always somebody there who will exactly. help you get there. Well, you know, and all they had to do was encourage me, actually, yeah. and, you know, guide me a bit, of, of course, but just mm -hmm. give me that, that, uh, that chance. And yes. just like the, the, the fertilizer, uh, you know, yeah. uh, farmer or mayor was. <laughs> and, you know, I always, well, we are, you and I, the women of the world yeah. particularly, we are merchants of encouragement and hope for yes, others. Yes, we are. Yeah. That's, that's who we are. Gosh. You know, I, and, and sometimes we kind of forget that, that we have that innate sort of gift, yeah. you know, and, and that's one of the things that I love about Hear Women Talk because it does, it brings everybody together. It gives you a chance yeah. to, to sort of do that with somebody you don't know and, and make a difference, you know. Well, well, tell me, Jody, how long have you been in the Myrtle Beach area? You know, I just came down here in, in November of, of last wow, year. Wow, you look like a beach girl to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of assimilated, you know. Oh, you look great. Oh, oh. so do you. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm sort of living out my passion and uh, you know some of some of the people know that that uh, you know I finished a couple books that, that were languishing in, in my heart and in my head uh, back in Annapolis Maryland and uh, you know it just really found some joy here and uh, oh that is great yeah. uh, November that's not long at all I mean I remember we bought a, a little beach house here in the North End in 1967 so see way me. back way uh, back yeah. gosh I mean that was when there were still you know oh. lots of what, what was the you know lots of I'm gonna say mangroves or something else on the beach. That's what people have told me. It's when the, before well, the yes, hotels. Well, it was whatever. when they were pulling in fish and nets oh. in Cherry Grove, and uh, after Labor Day, it was so quiet, you could just roll up roll anything down Main Street gosh. and you could do anything. You drive your car on the Strand. Oh my gosh. Well, I will tell you I came down in November. It was the first time I was here and you could do that at Broadway and the Beach and I thought it was like, you know, Twilight Zone or something. You know, the <laughs> oh, Christmas <that> tree <laughs> was lit and there were like no people there and I'd never seen that in my life. You know? uh, well, contrast that with today. The traffic gosh. is unbelievable. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right about that. So, yeah. But you know, you know, we're talking about all these people that, that, that sort of helped us out mm -hmm. and, and just helped, you know, push us along and did you grow up here, or did you end actually, up here? Actually, actually, I I grew up on a farm, um, and I tell people that my growing up was much like the era of the twenties, albeit I was not in the twenties. Uh, <laughs> of course not. And but we you had don't lots look a day of over <laughs> fast cars and freedom. <laughs> oh, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, it was an, an era where a lot of people had large families to help, you know, have farm workers. So we worked on the farm. My mother had eight babies born on the farm. Mm -hmm. And of course we grew up knowing farm work. I could do anything on the farm. And uh, we were bused into school. Mm. And uh, I thought going to my hometown was, ah, that was wonderful. I thought my, my hometown Tabor City was a city. Like, you know, New York City, yeah, 2,000 yeah. people. Wow. Oh, it was big. And then I had teachers, uh, actually, another signature story that absolutely changed my map of the world was my first day in school when I was so eager to learn. I, you know, told my family I was going to learn to read and I couldn't wait and, mm. oh, it was great. But when I got there, here I am, I'm in the right seat and I have this wonderful teacher. She's smiling and walking around. She's obviously the CEO of the situation. And then she begins to ask questions. She was only doing a little survey to see, you know, what we knew developmentally and, and sure. so she'd know what group to put us in. But she, um, I wasn't prepared for an oral exam. She came right oh. up to me and said, who was Humpty Dumpty? And I'm thinking, Humpty? 
Who would name a baby Humpty? <laughs> I'd never heard of Humpty Dumpty. Wow. And then instead of saying to me, well, I think you need to sit in the back. It's going to take a little longer with you, or you weren't ready for this class, or what bus do you ride, or looking at my facial features and saying, didn't I have your brother two years ago? Yeah, you know, right, dumbness right. runs all, in families. All but those things that kind of push She down. did none yeah. of that. She did something that absolutely taught me a communications tool that I have used thousands of times. She got down by my desk, which took her a while, and then she looked up in my little first grade face she put her arm around me and she says, don't worry, we have a lot to learn. And from that moment on, I was in. Wow. She saw me as a target of opportunity. Wow, isn't that and great? And I was so res responsive and receptive, and that's it, being responsive. Yes. And so I wanted to be whatever she was. You know, leadership is about example. Yeah and influence and so I just watched her I watched the way she walked and talked and in two weeks I knew what I wanted to do with my life I wanted to be whatever she was oh anything yes. and that's the power that we were talking about yeah. you know of others seeing us so that's how I became a teacher wow. when so. she said a few weeks later that we were going on a field trip I thought field trip I live in a field I've been going on these exciting field trips ever since so that's uh, a moment in one of those persons whose shoulders I am standing on because she really turn my world around and and that's how I got into education it's, isn't that amazing I mean you know it's like so many people have have touched you and and and, and reached out to you yeah. and you you simply said yes and and you with your heart sometimes and and sometimes with a, scared to death yeah exactly <laughs> we just jumped right in I mean how many how many of us women are like that you know well I think you are <laughs> yeah. well I, I would say so uh, as well <laughs> We I never know, and it's a little scary, but it scary. Uh, it's the way, it's the only way for me. Is yeah. I'm always putting my foot in waters that uh, I'm not sure what's going to be there, but it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of, of, of uh, wanting to live out your passions, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's just such a, a neat thing when we can do that for, yeah. for people. And we certainly try to do that on, on Hear Women Talk, and oh, uh, yeah. it's a, a brand new uh, network by one of your mentors, uh, Kay. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Kay has just been such an encourager to me. I'll never forget this funny thing. She was having a, I think it was um, either a 4th of July or, or maybe a memorial. I don't know what it was. She was having something at her house. And when you have parties for these holidays, you don't have guest speakers. She said, Muriel, I want you to speak. Oh, and I thought, my gosh. On that note, <laughs> I want to hear what Kay said. And we're, we're going to take a break on that. But I can't think of a better opportunity to uh, think about that. Hey, if you want to chat in on uh, uh, the Wow, You're Living a Life, please do. And, and give us a call at 646-652-2071. Thanks. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. Annette dash martin dot com hi this is jody lynn smith from hear women talk radio have you seen a copy of my book 
talk a different game at work. It's all about living a life passionately with your faith and values well placed. It's about giving security and power and respect and credibility to your friends and getting it for yourself. You can get it on Hear Women Talk or Amazon.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Jody Lynn Smith Show on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. You know, we are so happy uh, to welcome Muriel O'Toole on Wow, You're Living the Life. And, uh, you know, I, I am obviously your host. I've been here you know, a couple days a week and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that, that isn't so obvious is how much, you know, certain people actually have an, uh, an impact on our lives and an influence. And, and sometimes it's a, it's a brief footprint on, on our heart, to, as uh, is the, the book by my guest today, uh, Muriel O'Toole. Welcome back, Muriel. Well, great, Jody. I just enjoy being here with you because you have energy that, that just connects. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just an ordinary Joe, you know, but I've, I've said yes a few times like, like you and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, been, been helped along. You know, I grew up in a small town in, in Pennsylvania, and um, I'd say maybe you know, only about 20% of, of the people went to college, and, uh, you know, very few of them were women. It was much more common to, to stay home, and there's nothing wrong with that, but my folks were all about, no, I want you to be, uh, you know, college educated. So I was like, well, okay. You know, I will. And I just kind of went along. I was just like, well, okay, that's how I've lived my life, you know. Is, is that how you ended up, uh, you know, moving on to college from your small town? Well, or? actually, uh, I'm one of seven adult children. Uh, mm. My mother, one of the one children died uh, near birth time. And uh, so there were seven of us who grew up, but my parents never mentioned college. You see... Uh, my dad's dream for us was to finish high school. I think he finished fifth grade and my mom finished eighth. And I heard all about what a great student she was, but there wasn't a high school near them. So my dad's goal was for everybody to go to high school and finish and get a diploma. Mm. And, but there was never talk. And, you know, I thought, well, that was just such a, a low goal for my dad. Mm. As I was a teenager, and I'm thinking, I want to do something more than that. But when my mom and dad had died and we went back to close down the home place, mm. I walked in that 
girls' bedroom. There was like a girls' bedroom, a boys' bedroom, and mom and dad's bedroom in my house. And when I walked in that girls' bedroom, there on the wall were seven high school diplomas. Mm -hmm. We had framed them. He wanted them framed. And I realized that my dad did. Um, did have a dream and that goal was realized as I took them off one by one and handed them to my siblings I thought yeah but you know my goal was greater than that I was the only one I was the first one to go to college on Mm. either my mom or dad's side and the way that happened is so unique I couldn't get a scholarship because I wanted to be an English teacher. I wanted to major in oh. English and literature yeah. like Beth Woody, my high school teacher. <laughs> and there were no scholarships. No. And, uh, I mean, they, my teachers worked hard, but there was no way, and I knew my parents didn't have money. And my high school principal was one of those guys who didn't say much, but he was a man of action. He would come visit us out on the farm and shell butter beans with the family occasionally. And, and he just wanted so much for me to go to college and he was working and thinking about what connections he might have I got word to meet him in my hometown that he was going to take me to a college I had no idea where we were going Mm. so I showed up and we went to a small college in North Carolina he introduced me to the president Wow! and I thought man this is big time because the only other star I knew was the mayor who gave me a ride on the fertilizer truck (laughs) but he said I want you to take her she has potential and she'll need some work scholarships because Mm -hmm. I had a very strong work ethic and then he did something that was so profound he took out his wallet and handed the president a hundred dollar bill and said this is a beginning and I thought that hundred dollar bill was a thousand dollars I didn't know and that's how I got in I never took a test I never you know I got work scholarships and then was able to get a small loan and that's how I began my college education so you know those people who help us get there I always would go visit my first grade teacher Mm -hmm. my principal to let them know and we'll talk about that hopefully later on about important the importance of gratitude appreciation but that's how I got in and my parents were proud of me but I always felt like I was sort of out of my element with my family because you know college was not at the top of the mountain yeah but they did give me a strong work ethic a strong faith Mm. my parents were very religious and we were in church all the time and at night the bible was read every night I used to be embarrassed when my gosh when (laughs) when a friend would come and stay and we'd have to listen to the bible and like have a loud prayer but you know what that's what keeps me really grounded is knowing that um you know, I can do it, and I have parents who have shown me how to be strong and how to believe that there's a way to make things happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, that it's so important when, when we want to try and, and live that valuable life, and, and maybe it's at home, or maybe it's at college, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it's out there, but just having that, that yeah. principle of, you know, of faith and and, uh, and and just that willingness to learn and, and be open to all kinds of ways to, yeah. to, to get that spirit motivated. And Yeah. You know. And you've done the same thing. Uh, you're a different generation <laughs> from me, of course. But, uh, just a tad, but that's uh, cool. But you've had the same things happen. I you've have. been able to just put your foot in the door. I have. That's just right. let me get my nose in the door, and then yeah. I'll go from there. Absolutely. I mean, I had wonderful parents and, and uh, g- good friends and neighbors that, that actually took me to church and exposed me at a very early age to, mm-hmm. you know, what, what God could do. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, my dad and, and, and my mom were very loving people. We did grow up with a lot of money, and, and uh, you know, I had to pay my way through school. Yeah. But I, I was yeah. like, you know, okay, so 
that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very thankful for all the people that that helped me because you know I certainly tried to pay my way through school, but you know there was a hundred here from from an aunt or an uncle or mm-hmm. or you know dad and, and mom would find that and I'd have you know uh, something really nice to wear when I'd go off to school or you know so yeah. there's all these little ways that people keep you and your spirit high and and, and, and little things thing. mean a lot. Yeah, and I guess right before the break we were talking about you know fast forward to where you are now. You met uh, Kay. Well, gosh, maybe not necessarily now. Maybe you're telling me that may have gone back, what, 10, 15 years even, huh? Well, yes. Uh, I met Kay in the early 90s, and she was upcoming president of American Business Women Association. And I'd been in schools for 30-plus years, and I wanted, to s- I wanted to be associated with women who were not in the faculty lounge. I'd been, you know, I just had not been out. Mm-hmm. And I just was so in awe of business women. So that's how I met Kay, and just a whole new... Um, um, a whole new circle of friends mm. that uh, were like sisters, and it's like anything else. Uh, you know, when you live in different places, or even from high school, there's one or two people that you tend to keep in touch with. Yeah. And Kay's one of those people that, man, I want her to be on my list oh, <laughs> forever because wow. wow. she's just she's so positive and uplifting and encouraging. And I don't care who we are; we need that encouragement. Yeah, we do. You to know, keep on keeping on. Yeah, and now she's sort of spreading that out, uh, you know, through Here Women Talk, which yeah. is, is awesome. Amazing, yeah, and it's she's so exciting. She just is, bu- she's just bursting open with <laughs> excitement about this project, and I, I think it's wonderful. Oh, that is good. You know, it, it, it's neat. And, you know, I'm sure that you've empowered her as well, and, uh, you know, she thrives off of, of people like yourself. Who, one thing she was telling me uh, is that you haven't always been in this extraordinary mode, you know, of, of just being in the right place at the right time. Sometimes there's some bad things that kind of when, when yeah, it happened right. in your life and, yeah. and, and, and you still managed to sort of pull out of that. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable sharing some oh, of these yes. losses? Well, I guess what she's referring to, um, my son William died at age 23. Oh he was gosh. in medical school and it was just a tragedy and I thought, oh man, that, that my, my world stopped and I, I just realized how vulnerable we are as human beings mm-hmm. and how things happen that we seem we seem out of control because I I just was not it was such a shock and I thought well the more I thought about that is I can be better or I can be bitter I'm not going to let this totally do me in and I had to be strong for my family and strong for everybody and and look at the good things that he did he was absolutely an incredible kid he mm. well he had a full academic scholarship to the Citadel at age 15 oh for heaven's sake and wow. uh, and he was um, elected to be the um, National Vice Chief Order of the Hour for Boy Scouts of America and had given Mm. um, President Reagan the Boy Scout report. He'd just done so much stuff for, uh, he was outgoing and and vivacious and did so much in the years that he lived. But it was just such a cloud. It's like a wound that never heals, but still life goes on. And I have to focus on what's out there and what I can do to um, keep myself um, from being bitter about bad things that happen in life. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's hard to get through that. You know, yeah. I, I certainly uh, don't know. You know, I can't feel your pain. 
you right because I didn't go through right that. and and uh, you know I, I share that in my in my own book I, I may not know your pain or your joy but I do know it and yeah. a lot of times people think well you know you're a success here or you, your life is great over there or what have you but they don't realize that yeah. you know you, you do have some loss and, and you do have that temptation to 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 you know not really move on but really right. focus on the on the sad things and so you know if I have some listeners here that maybe want to benefit from what, what you learned in that I think you even actually uh, give a talk or, or a spiel on, on not becoming bitter. What, what would be right. some, some thoughts that you could share about that? Well, I, I would say that, of course, there's a time when you just acknowledge. Uh, but I found that if I just um, got involved in doing something else where my mind was not on, I didn't dwell on it 24-7. Yeah. It takes a while, but I just felt like... Um, at first, I was wondering what had I done? Had I been, and I'd worked so hard at being a great parrot. In fact, yes. I was teaching parroting, and I said, Oh gosh, is there anything I could have done differently? But you know what? I thought I did the best I could, and that's what I tell people. The decisions we make, we do it based on the situation at the time, the knowledge we have, experience we have, and then we learn more. Yeah. And I was just determined that I was going to, uh, that, that God had left me here for a purpose, mm -hmm. and I was going to fulfill that. I yeah. was going to uh, to keep doing and helping others because I knew I had that talent. God had given me that talent to relate to others, to communicate, and to help them grow, become, achieve, and be yeah. uh, just like people had helped me. Uh, you know, there, there's so much, uh, you know, that we can learn from others and, and also learn from, you know, wherever we draw our, our, our spiritual wholeness. And, uh, yeah. you know, a place that I go uh, is, a, you know, a book that, that has some, some great, great thoughts in it. And, and, and one of them happens to be that, uh, you know, we, we can all heal, but sometimes that healing isn't about our own healing. It's about equipping us or training us to heal others. Mm -hmm. and, and you do have to have, you know, some kinds of experience so you can comfort others. And you know they were a lot more eloquent in their in their way that they presented it than me. But you know I'm going from memory on it. You know, right. but it still touched me. And yes, it's the same uh, thing, one of know. the um, there's a little line or two that uh, seemed to speak to me uh, because uh, you know we have to have a song in our hearts. We have to have a heart song. Oh yeah. And there was just a couple of lines. Uh, it's uh, like a butterfly that has lost a heart. A heart that has lost the will to sing is like a butterfly with a broken wing. Oh, my gosh. You know, and that's true. I didn't want to lose the song in my heart. And you and had so many with your son. I mean, it's yeah. so so horrible. I, I don't know what I would do. You know. So uh, getting out and associating with positive people who, yeah. who uplift you instead of wallow in your misery yeah. or your sadness, uh, just get out there and, and face it. And uh, and go on, and of course, close the door and cry when you have to. Absolutely. But still, still, go find, on and face find your tomorrow. Joy and, yep. and enjoy your joy. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, yeah. it's, and it, it's a tough thing, you know. It I, is. I, I have friends who've lost their, their their kids to suicide. I have friends that have lost their their kids to uh, drugs, and, and and you know, so they're alive, but they're they're gone. Yeah. You know what oh I mean? Yeah, I do. And, and as a teacher, maybe you've seen that. You know? Oh yes. It, it, it's so hard. You know, it's difficult. They hang on, and and uh, you know the doors open right but they move on also and and it's it's tough to do it but they and I'm so to. glad that I chose to be better and to uh, know that there was there was um there was a life <coughs> excuse me there was a life for me yeah and I'm going to enjoy it gosh well, you know, I, I see that you found joy, and, and you know, one of the other things that I know that um, you speak on is uh, uh, a topic called uh, Seven Habits of, of Miserable People, 
And, uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that I think would be a, a perfect thing to sort of segue into on our next segment. We're, we're going to take a, a break here in just a second. And uh, But if you maybe sort of think about that, anyone who's listening, I know we've all heard of seven habits of effective people. And uh, I call you know. that the seven deadly habits. Oh, there we go. So, <laughs> of miserable so people. when we come back, we're going we're gonna to hear all about Muriel and, and uh, her thoughts on, on you know, what, what the seven, uh, was it, how's it going? Seven, seven deadly habits seven of highly miserable people. Okay. I, I want to hear that. That's got to have some, <laughs> some fun in it and, and some, some wisdom for us. So well, we're going to take a break here. This is the Jody Lynn Smith Show on the Zeus Radio Network. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravel Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa. Featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Jody Lynn Smith. Have you seen a copy of my book, Talk a Different Game at Work? It's all about living a valuable life passionately with your faith and values well-placed. You can get it at Amazon.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Give it a minute, let it come inside, and if it hurts, I can make it work. I know I'm qualified. One of these days, I'll catch up to my predictions. One of these days, I'll be more than just man. One of these days, I'll be stronger than addictions. I am really sometimes I am. This is the Jody Lynn Smith Show on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Welcome back to Wow, You're Living the Life for, with your host, me, uh, Jody Lynn Smith. And, uh, you know, we are talking with Muriel O'Toole. She's an author, former assistant uh, superintendent for Orient County Schools and uh, a fertilizer queen. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the first in her family to, to go to college. And, and uh, you know, sadly, we, we've also learned that with all these extraordinary and wonderful things in, in her life, she's also had some sadness and the, the loss of her son. And, uh, you know, we're we're talking about how she made an actual choice to be happy and and uh, and not bitter, but better. 
and uh, we were just uh, sort of getting into uh, you know some of the strategies for that and and I don't know if any of our listeners uh, you know are are struggling with any loss of a child or loss of other something else that they loved but certainly if you'd like to you know, call in and and, uh, and or chat in with uh, Muriel she's also a uh, uh, psychotherapist is that what you would call or psychologist psychologist okay excuse me you know there's so many terms out here and I'm not quite sure wh- which shingle is appropriate for which thing but I can tell you that Muriel's got it going on and if you want to chat in or give us a call at uh, 646-652-2071 you're going to have some uh, some first-hand advice uh, from this uh, magnificent woman uh, you know wh- what we are just talking about at the break is something that that she's actually talked about called in, in her uh, uh, speeches seven deadly habits of highly miserable people and uh, you know I'm not going to read them I'm going to have uh, Muriel tell me what that's all about and sort of share the impetus behind that well um, you know there's in life there's about one percent of the people who are just totally miserable and they love their misery oh I know a few of those one percent one out of ten and no matter what you do it, it's uh, virtually impossible to do something with them but that leaves other people you can work with there's about oh 20 percent who are if is but then there's like 79% that love you no matter what oh, yeah. and are easy to work with. Mm. And uh, I have found that um, I ask myself, uh, if I'm picking uh, a team, do I want to be on my team? Oh. What do I bring? When I walk in a room, what yeah. do I bring to that room? Right. Nice. What do I bring to the table? Do I want to sit by them? Yeah. And there are certain people in life that you just don't want to sit by because when they come in, you say, oh, no. Why did they show up? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Have, you can't help but they're, have they're, that reaction yeah, sometimes. They never have a good day. They, they have ac- ac- aches and pains. They're just... So those are those miserable people. And uh, so what I say is we have to work at choosing people because the type of people we choose to be with determines our own um, attitude. Yeah. I, I don't know why it is, but instead of us being uplifted when we're around these negative people, they seem to bring us down. You know what? That, that's so true. And, and what, I, what I, I found, actually, is that a lot of people sort of gravitate towards me, and sometimes they're, they're in that category that you mentioned, the miserable category. I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> 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 but they want, a, they want some of your positiveness to, to rub off on and, them. And, and I'm happy to do that, but I do notice sometimes yeah. that in doing that, it, it will bring me down, too. Well, it drains you. Know, you. I be conscious that, of it. Um, yeah. they, they plug into you like a vacuum cleaner and try to suck out your good stuff yeah but um i there's a there's some habits that uh actually can run in families Mm. uh you know we hear our parents saying this or our grandparents and we just sort of end up being that way yeah so um there the seven deadly habits i'll i'll bring out to a few of them the number one deadly habit Mm. is criticism Mm. that is the most deadly and it hurts because if you think back as early as you can remember what is the first put down you had yeah and you can remember put downs in childhood you can remember put downs Mm -hmm. they don't seem to go away they're there yeah yeah and uh people don't realize how deadly those are so i say anything anybody you want to live with and and be friends with and hang out with Leave off the criticism because it's deadly. It's a deadly habit. Another one is um, the habit of blaming. We live in a blame society where it's always somebody else's fault. Whether we're late, no matter what goes on. And the courts reflect all of that. I mean, um, 
if this kid kills the grandparent, it, there was a reason. Blaming, blaming, blaming. Blame, yeah. And uh, to step up to the plate and just take responsibility for whatever, whatever behaviors, um, blaming is big. And kids mm-hmm. learn that. I can just hear, you know, little children, kindergarten, first graders, just are all, it wasn't their fault. Yeah, they I didn't do, do it. it. They did it. I, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so blaming is big. Another one is complaining. I don't mm-hmm. know anybody who signs up to sit by a complainer oh, yeah. every day. Yeah. It just wears well, you well, out. you know, I think sometimes people, they, they complain and they don't really realize it, you it, know? I mean, it's just part of their part conversation. Of their, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, a habit. Yeah. It's a habit. Yeah. And, and I also put in that category the whiners. Oh. <laughs> People who constantly whine. I really do not like whiners. Oh, you know, um, my, my son said something the other day, and he, he cracks me up all the time. And he goes, I, you know, I, I'm a very positive person, I think, but I was just saying something. I don't know what it was. And he goes, well, I'm going to call 911 and ask for the ambulance. <laughs> Oh, that's a that good one. I like I that. It. I was like, yeah. you, know, I, you know, I've raised it to be positive, and that's what he did. He just like, got me right out of wherever I was. And well, it, you know, you know who knows. it's good that he helps you snap out of it. We well, did, because, you know, even positive people, and, and you know, we, we have our time when, when life is heavy. You it know? is heavy. It's not and really that heavy. I mean, you know, we just get it off our shoulders with a laugh. Uh, but it's just uh, so easy to slip, in, slip yeah. into these bad habits. And, of course, uh, another one would be nagging. I, I was intrigued with, with the nagging uh, habit because the... Uh, the word nag comes from a Norwegian word that means to gnaw, like a rat gnaws. Oh, so it's just yeah. gnawing. It's yeah. a gnawing. And uh, nagging is something that uh, I just cannot tolerate. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there who use that as a tool to get what they want or think they... And these are just habits that just kill relationships. Oh, gosh. And um, threatening, punishing, bribing, those are some that go along with that. But um, to have a... The most important thing in life, in terms of the way we live day in and day out, is the, I think 86% of the people say that the joy and fulfillment they get in life comes from relationships. Mm. So it's worth working on having those relationships that aren't so toxic. Yeah. One of my goals, the older I get, the yeah. more selective I am, mm. I am not going to spend the rest of my life hanging out with toxic people. Yeah. I yeah. want those who just uplift me, encourage me, and and uh, who um, just have a handle on life that even though things are so tough and so bad, we yeah. still can have some joy. Yeah, we absolutely can. And, and yeah. you know, there's a way to find that joy in, in, in even the, you know, the, the people that are in that little misery train or what have you, I guess. But, you know, it's sort of interesting. What happens if you're in a relationship, in your view, and, and there's a lot of positives to it, mm-hmm. but, you know, you got this habit or two. I mean, it's kind of like living with a, uh, someone who maybe smokes and you don't smoke, you know, but you may love that person, but, you know, gosh, you really don't care for that. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't smoke. <laughs> if anyone, yeah. I'm not trying to offend anyone that does smoke. But, but my point is, as a non-smoker, you know, it is one of those habits that we have to sort of tolerate. Uh, and I'm wondering if, if that's what you think, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, some of these, these uh, negative habits or, or well, what have you. Well, one thing I keep reminding myself is the only person I can control is myself. Yeah. I may not, I won't be able to change you, mm-hmm. but I can change my response to you. Yeah. So instead of criticizing, complaining, nagging, I can s- choose to leave. Yeah. Uh, it's just like when my kids were growing up uh, and we were having dinner, my yeah. husband, and if they did not use manners, what I learned to do right. is, excuse me, when things are better at this table, I will return and I will eat with you. Oh, 
I see. And you know, they wanted me there. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was just, uh, uh, and I, I did that a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I just left the scene because I'm not going to sit there if they're eating with their mouths open or whatever they're doing that sure. bothers me. Right. I can't control them, but I can choose my behavior. So therefore, in my case, it shaped them up. Wow. So that, so that was that's really one cool. action to take. I can, I can, um, I can respond differently. Yeah. And um, and uh, a thing I think that's so important is to say. Um, I feel or it bothers me not like why don't you when yeah. will you ever yeah. why can't you or I'm sick and tired of you yeah. say or you uh, should do this yeah. or you should do that or whatever uh, right in my opinion or um, you know I feel you know let yourself be the person yeah. because the person who angers you controls you that's true so you might as well uh, you know people just don't realize the simple things that uh, they are in control because we control our responses we cannot control other people mm. but um, so I know uh, once uh, getting back to kids growing up yeah. I commuted when I lived in Dorchester County I commuted to work about 30 minutes mm. and I'd come home and here were the kids they were snacking and just ha having a good old time. Sure they were. And, and I was thinking, <laughs> there was no one, no one watching gonna, the Have you done part? the homework? Why are yeah. you watching this TV? And they would just get, you know, like, they don't even want me to come home because I'm going to be on them. Yeah. So I got to thinking about that. And if I were, uh, if I were one of my children, I wouldn't want that either. Mm. So I tried to put myself in their shoes. Wow. So what I would do on my way home, I'd sort of think about what I was going to say. I would mm. try to get my strategy in my head. So instead of getting on them when I walked in and saw them lounging and eating and not doing homework and watching TV, I said, oh, I'm so delighted that you got home safely. Oh, nice, nice. You know, tell me about today or, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. And then I noticed that when I changed my tone and I changed uh, my behavior, yeah. then they did the things that needed to be done. I remember what Robert Conklin said once. He said, to the extent you give others what they need, they will give you what you need. Mm -hmm. You need to give it to them first. Absolutely. And so that has helped guide me in terms of, of these deadly habits that mm. I certainly uh, work hard not to, to, wow. to do. You know, that, that was so great that you were able to sort of, you know, identify the, the, the kind of common things. I mean, we've all heard a, a, few th a few of the things, you know, about nagging and that kind of thing. And, you know, but really just realizing that, that men do it, women do it, mm -hmm. girlfriends do it. And, 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 but there's a way that we don't have to do it and, and we can empower each other and that's that's something that we do on on here women uh, talk by the way we've got yeah. groups there that are encourage people on blogs and all kinds of neat things and we're going to take a break here but i would encourage you to maybe you know uh jump right on here woman talk and and uh, chat with some of the girlfriends and check out the groups and and uh, when we come back we're going to talk about uh some great things that uh, you can do uh to follow and and uh the footsteps of uh, Miro tool and maybe put some footprints on uh, on hearts and, and and lead kindly and and, and love broadly so uh, this is Jody Lynn Smith Show for the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Jody Lynn Smith from Hear Women Talk Radio. Have you seen a copy of my book, Talk a Different Game at Work? It's all about living a life passionately with your faith and values well placed. It's about giving security and power and respect and credibility to your friends and getting it for yourself. You can get it on Hear Women Talk or Amazon.com. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check 
Check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy's Hibachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach in the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008. Have you always wanted a reading by a famous psychic detective or medical intuitive? I'm Annette, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World, where you can call in or go to our chat room to get a free reading on my radio show. Our expert guests will be talking about ways to help you in your life. So give us a call and ask a question. Please join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Annette Martin's Psychic World. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. See your future with tunnel vision Take a chance if you want to survive If you want to survive, don't you? Be the talk of a conversation You're a superstar out of isolation Get the keys, it's your turn to drive There's people out there And there's people we are Just voices with different choices Smoking dope and rocking out This is Jody Lynn Smith uh, on my show at the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Welcome back to Wow, You're Living the Life with me, your host, Jody Lynn Smith. And uh, my guest today is Muriel O'Toole. She is a, a former assistant superintendent of Horry County Schools. She is a, a, a wife, a mother. Uh, she's also the, the fertilizer queen, which I'm personally enamored <laughs> with. And for some reason, that just cracks me up. And, uh, you know, it, it's just something I have to bring up, I guess. But, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, she's suffered some, some things that, uh, you know, a few of us have, you know. Know, a, a loss of a, a child, and, and, and I believe maybe you've had some um, loss of a, a loss of a husband. I think you brought that up, and 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 yet you were talking about you know in the last segment ways that that you managed to to get better and and not be bitter, and 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 I know that you've gotten really so much better, and you've been extraordinary. You wrote this phenomenal book. And, uh, you know, as an author myself, I, I always love it, you know, speaking to somebody who's, who's um, taken that challenge on and, and really, you know, put it out there for others. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that you shared, uh, you know, that really touched me was that, you know, if you could practice the seven L's. So we've got the, you know, the, the seven deadly habits and, and the seven L's. And I'm like, I feel like I feel the need to balance with some happy stuff. So <laughs> what, what, what can you do? Can you share that with us? Well, yes, the seven L's that uh, are in my book about um, how to practice them in order to have a full life. One is, of course, be a loving person. Yeah. Be a loving person. And uh, another one is to laugh. Laughter is a gift. Oh, yes. That as long as we can laugh, there's hope. 
you know, I swear to everybody I'm a blonde. There's some there's some suspicion that that may not be true, but I swear that if you don't laugh at yourself, you're missing all the fun. You have to. <laughs> In fact, uh, before we go on to the next one, you were talking about being a positive person and not engaging in those uh, seven deadly habits of highly miserable people. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's been such a joy for me to watch my granddaughter. I have two grandsons, and then the youngest um, mm. grandchild is a girl named Delaney. And, um, oh, about three years ago, I guess it was, when I go visit them, of course, I have a flannel nightgown that I leave there because <laughs> I want to look like that proverbial grandmother. Of course you so do. So I don't take any sexy stuff when I go to, to <laughs> spend the weekends. And uh, But uh, they like to come in and snuggle with me. So yeah. one, one morning, Delaney's coming to snuggle with me, and I'm pulling down my flannel nightgown <laughs> to be decent. Yeah, and yeah. she sees some of my varicose veins. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm trying to cover up the yeah, varicose yeah, veins. Sure. And she looks at my legs, and she says, Oh, Mama, I like your tattoos. <laughs> and I said, You know, the joy in that child, I will love her forever because oh. she sees the bright side of yes. life. And uh, so now I look at my varicose veins and I think, Oh, yeah, tattoos. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like it. Come on. But you know, that's, uh, that's part of the ability to love and to laugh and to look ahead. Yeah. Oh, man, just like um, I'm involved, we're talking about how to step in even though you don't know what the future holds an example of that is is risk-taking behavior i'm doing right now um i've been asked to do a workshop at a convention in spokane washington you're kidding it's a long ways and i'm not getting paid to do this so i'm thinking how am i going to get there well i checked and the ticket was like nine hundred dollars my gosh i have a friend from pennsylvania i can room with her so you know i can i can work that out but i call my son who's a pilot and uh, i said brian i need some help i can't afford nine hundred and some dollars so he's trying to work things out it means i'm going to have four legs i'm going to be standby it may take me two or three days to get there oh but gosh. you know what i'm going You're i'm go. going i'm not sure when i'll get there i'm not sure when i'll get back mm. and that would just blow some people's minds yeah, but i have to that. take that risk wow and and so there, there must be something that's drawing you to this workshop and w- tell us about it what's well, happening well there's uh it's actually uh it w- it's an international workshop where there will be women educators from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great uh, opportunity to, to see different people. Some of them will be dressed in their native um, native uh, costumes. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a, a, a haven for me to get in there and learn. I, and that's one of the L's, mm. learning. Learning learn. is a lifelong uh, deal. We have to learn. And that's why you're here, too. You yeah, were willing absolutely. to come and learn new stuff. We're learning new stuff oh, today. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, it's great. Uh, yeah, I learning learn, is, is big. So I will be able to learn and go to some workshops. And then I'm doing a workshop called Heart Prints Are Forever. Really? Tell me about that. That's and like a, a takeoff on your book? Yeah, I'm, I'm, working in t- I'm working on a new book called Heart Prints Are Forever where I will deal with um, the legacy we leave. We all leave a legacy, whether it's uh, a positive one or a negative one. Yeah. We leave one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all about knowing that the heart prints that we leave are those... Um, those deeds, those words, that acts of kindness, that what we have done to others that they don't ever forget mm. that is a part of the legacy. And I work at that because I want my children and grandchildren to be able to tell their children, yeah. you know, that, uh, that Mama was cool. Yeah. And that I was a joy to be around, and yeah. that I I want them to be positive and know that no matter what happens in life, we all have those down times. 
that life is to be lived. So, yes. yeah, that's what I'm going to do there. So it's worth that risk. How exciting. And then I meet people, too, when I get in trouble on the way, you know, yeah. when I need help. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, <laughs> so gosh, you, could, you might end up writing, a, you know, a, a blog of your journey, uh, you know, out west know. or, or something like that. Because my, uh, I think the best quote from my book, Footprints on the Heart, is, you can't leave footprints standing still. Oh, that is powerful. You've got to keep moving. And yes. I do that, even you though do. I don't know what's out there. I'm willing to take a risk yeah. and, and journey and step out and do. Of course, uh, another L that we're talking about, the seven L's, is labor, work, work. I mean, I don't know how to get out of working. I want to work. I love working. Well, I can't say I love working, but i got to say I do it all the time, so maybe I love it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, it's a part of who we are. I can't yeah. imagine it. And then lifting up. We have to just That's look my up, favorite one. lift up, and let go of things we cannot control. Mm. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it so. go and, and find a, a way to just pull yourself or, or maybe a girlfriend up, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I find that when I am uplifted myself when I work on myself those around me tend to come up yeah so when I'm down I like to be with those people who can lift me up as well so well, you know I mean I when I when I hear you talk about that I think wow you're living the life and and and, and for people that don't know wh where I got the name from my show people used to say that to me and I'd be looking at him like well, what do you mean you know why can't you do what I do yeah. you know and and I realized uh, somewhere along the line that that not everyone is willing to take that risk yeah. And, and then I realized something else. I said, you know what? Uh, I am living a life, but not because of what I've done, but because of what I have not let undo me. And you didn't let that $900 ticket undo you. I didn't let coming to Myrtle Beach, uh, you know, w once my son graduated high school, I said, you know what? It's time for me to branch out. And, and I didn't let the fact that I didn't know where I was going keep me from making that step either. You, so You're right. Shifting gears is scary stuff, it, but it shifting is. gears brings a whole new... Um, <laughs> world of of awareness and newness yeah. and uh, excitement yeah. and, and, you know, and I you like the way oh, you do oh. it <laughs> <laughs> you're my, my my biggest fan I like it well you know it's oh, cool. gosh. Well, so you know I mean how do you get that awareness you know I, I kind of people accuse me of having my head in the sand and not being aware and that's when I go blonde right but you're you're really uh, focused on, on on being aware that's part of your well, teaching. it really started back with my first grade teacher she yeah, she just it. opened a world. For example, she said, we're going on a field trip to a bank. Mm. Well, in my mind, a bank was a sweet potato bank where we, it was like a, a mound of dirt where we would store the potatoes for the winter. Oh, right. But when we went on a field trip to a bank uptown, that bank had money, not potatoes. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a whole new awareness of what's wow. out there. And I brought that through my life. This, I've never done that before. Or... Um, I want to know about that, yeah. and and you have experiencing to just life, experiencing life, wow. yeah. Because yeah. every day there's something to learn and do. Oh my gosh! So that's is. that awareness. You just have to be open to that instead yeah. of closed mind and I'm too old for that or that's not something I like to or do. How do you know? Or that's good for you, yeah. you know, Jody, but that's not good for me. Yeah. You know, like, well, come on, you yeah. know, let's, let's just right. check it out. So. We have choices, and virtually everything we do in life is a choice we make. Yeah. Whether we choose to 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 leave that, leave heart prints that are significant, or just to, to just not engage and uh, and be there for people who need you. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you can you can be there for the people that, that that seem to pull you down a little bit. You can lift them up, and then yeah. move on. Keep walking. You know, make your make your your footprints on someone else's heart, and not be pulled not be pulled into a stuck position by uh, the, the negativity that's around there. You know, right? I tell I'm you what, Jody. I've for the last thirty one years, I have some old rental property at North Myrtle Beach, yeah. and for thirty one years, Campus Crusade for Christ students have been I've housed them in the summertime for three months. Wow! And they are the brightest and uh, the most positive kids in the world mm. and I just I just walk a little faster when I I mean they just lift me up because they're so engaged in being um, involved they work and yet they do their studies they go around and they help everybody and they make me smile and and I'm their uh, landlady and so <laughs> I am just so surrounded and so blessed and and when my husband died and I was in a financial absolute crisis I still had those old rentals I couldn't sell the buildings mm. and those are the rentals that today pay my bills Wow! that you know because the students still come and they don't complain about the old buildings and the air conditioners mm. and the windows and and the fact that they're not modern condos they're there to for a purpose they're there on a mission and we're all on a mission we're all on a mission and we, we never really realize how that one little thing can can actually move someone forward and and that's what uh, we're, we're all about here on wow you're living the life and I'm, I'm sorry we're, we're running out of time but golly gee I, I, I really enjoyed talking with you Muriel and I you know invite you to join uh, here women talk as a member and, and and uh, we can chat back and forth on a regular basis. You're such a, a positive uh, force, and, and uh, I love what you're doing for that campus crusade, uh, you know, for kids and Great. Christ and all that too. You know, leading a valuable life everywhere. Well, Jody, you certainly have left positive footprints <laughs> on my heart. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, on that note, I, I, I'd love to close because you know, I, I might as well leave on a good note, right? <laughs> this is a Jody Lynn Smith show on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk, and uh, wow, you're living the life. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Annette Martin. My show, Annette Martin's Psychic World, is all about you. Call or use chat to talk with my intriguing guests or ask me an on-air psychic question. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, we will have an expert with words of wisdom to assist you with your life. So sit back, relax, and listen to Annette Martin's Psychic World on HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Jody Lynn Smith from Hear Women Talk Radio. Have you seen a copy of my book, Talk a Different Game at Work? It's all about living a life passionately with your faith and values well-placed. It's about giving security and power and respect and credibility to your friends and getting it for yourself. You can get it on Hear Women Talk or Amazon.com. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com.
someone who needs me Someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where life leads me Somehow I know I'll be strong For once I can touch what my heart used to dream of Long before I knew Someone warm like you Once in my life, I won't let sorrow hurt me Not like it hurt me before For once I have something I won't desert me I'm not alone anymore, won't desert me For once I can say, this is mine, you can't take it So long For once Unafraid I'm not scared I can go where life leads me Cause I know I've got to be strong For once I can touch What my heart used to dream of Long before I knew Someone won't like you Would make my dream Come true For once in my life Won't let sorrow hurt me Not like it did before For once I have something I know won't desert me I'm not lonely anymore Once I can say This is mine, you can't take As long as I know I have love, we can make it Once in my life I have someone Someone who needs me Thing. You got to have a thing Everybody need a thing Use your thing And do your thing You got to, you got to Have a thing
got you deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I tried so not to give in I said to myself, this affair never will go so well But why should I try to resist when, baby, I know so well I've got you under my skin I'd sacrifice anything, come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice That comes in the night and repeats, repeats in my ear Don't you know, little fool, you never can win Use your mentality, wake up to reality but each time that I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Cause I've got you under my skin. Anything come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice That comes in the night And repeats how it yells in my ear Don't you know, little fool You never can win Why not use your mentality Step up, wake up to reality Cause I've got you under my skin Yes, I've got you under my skin
This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Hi, this is Jody Lynn Smith. Have you seen a copy of my book, Talk a Different Game at Work? It's all about living a valuable life passionately with your faith and values well-placed. You can get it at Amazon.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 10. 30 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Annette Martin, world-famous psychic detective, medical intuitive, ghost detective, and author, brings you... Annette Martin's Psychic World. You may have seen her on television, heard her on hundreds of radio shows, or even read her books. Here she is, live on... Annette Martin's Psychic World. Welcome, I'm Annette Martin. Annette Martin's Psychic World is produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. And for the next hour, we will create a place to enlighten, entertain, and empower you. We can talk about everything except police cases. I only work with the police directly pertaining to missing persons. So if you do have a police case, please contact me by email at Annette at CloseForYou.com. Well, our phone lines are open at 646-652-2071, where you can ask our guest a question or ask for my psychic impressions about your life. And remember to give us your first name and only one question per caller. 
Well, my guests will be authors and experts from the field of alternative health, some artists, metaphysics, life coaches, psychologists, spirituality, astrology, paranormal phenomena, ghost hunting, plus live on-air psychic readings by yours truly. Life can be mysterious and challenging at times, so perhaps with the help of our guest and myself, we can shed a little white light on your life. Our lines are open at 646-652-2071, or you can write a note in our chat room. Our special guest today is publisher and author Steve Matee, founder of Quill Driver Books and The Right Thought. He is the author of the Fast Track course on how to write a non-fiction book proposal, which has been adopted for use in university courses. He serves on the board of the Independent Book Publishers Association. Steve Matee regularly consults on and teaches writing and publishing. During his time at the helm of Quill Driver Books, two titles went into Book of the Month Club selections and one onto the New York Times bestseller list. In 2008, Steve Matisse sold Quill Driver Books but still acts as acquisitions editor and as such is always in the market for exceptional non-fiction manuscripts. He has published scads of non-fiction articles and is working on a book on fundraising and a novel set in the first century. And now it gives me great pleasure to welcome my special guest, publisher and author, Steve Matee. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Nanette. Nanette, thanks for having me here. Well, it is such a delight to have you on the show today. And you know, I have to tell a secret to everyone that you are my publisher as well for my biography, Gift of the White Light, which is a bestseller on Amazon.com in hardback and on Kindle and also on Barnes & Noble. So I am so excited about that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, thank you. I am too. I love to have bestsellers. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, what I'd like you to do is maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and Quill Driver Books and your book publishing career. Sure. Well, let's see. I started my uh, working career as a wholesaler of wines. I have a wholesale wine business, and then that went defunct, and I opened up restaurants for a few years and hated that because that's for people who want to work harder than I do. <laughs> and I then went into printing because... Uh, I don't know, I thought everybody needed printing, and I did that for 12 years, uh, and then when I sold that, I, I went into book publishing. I mean, it's obvious with that kind of background, I'd go into book publishing, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> not. A little difficult. What happened was I had a midlife crisis. I, was, I wasn't being creative. You know, I, I'd get up in the morning, and I'd say to myself, although I didn't run the presses, the printing presses or anything, I'd say to myself, oh, another day of putting ink on paper, woo, this will be fun. <laughs> and and I, I was miserable, and what I was miserable about was that I wasn't being creative. I, I have a, uh, what isn't obvious is I have a degree in journalism, and I, uh, at the time, was writing for things like Indies, Indies Child and uh, Quick Printing Magazine and other business periodicals and some newspaper stuff, but I wasn't, I just didn't feel like I was fulfilled, so I decided that I would I would go into book publishing. 
and uh, the rest is history. Oh, very good. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you did do that. <laughs> it, it's well, been I absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it's, a, you, it's the best industry in the world. I love it. You know, we have a caller on the line. Um, let's go over to the caller, and her name is Shalmina. I, pre I presume that's how she pronounced it. Hi, Shalmina. Hi. Hello. How are Thank you? you? Yes. I'm and, fine. Good. And do you have a question for our guest, Steve Mati? Yes. You are doing readings, right? Oh, and I'm so, so you wanted to have a reading. Yes. yes. Okay. I am doing readings as well. Okay. All right. And what is your question? Um, my question is regarding the relationship, and I'm just curious if you see anyone new entering. If I see anyone coming into your life? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I don't see anybody coming from maybe towards the end of this year. That would probably be around December time frame. That's when I see someone coming into your life, okay, as a relationship. Okay. It doesn't look like a long-term relationship? It looks like it may be, but it could be a little bit rocky in the beginning, and so mm -hmm. don't don't put a lot of um, uh, emphasis in there into the relationship that you really really want it to work. Okay, uh, take it more as a friendship, and then let it kind of develop and grow. And I, I think that'll be the best thing for you. Okay, Shalimar, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Well, Steve, you know I, I know that being an independent book publisher fighting for success against the established New York publishers is really a tough business. Boy, that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 big, the big book publishers buy uh, the shelf space in the bookstores, and they can afford to do that kind of stuff. The independent publishers, although we've, over the you know 15 years I've been doing this, have bought book shelf space, uh, we really don't have the money for it. Uh, so we've got to fight on some other other battlegrounds. I was I was at a uh, a writers conference one time, and and a fellow from an editor. We were on a panel. There was one end of the panel, and and uh, an editor was at the from Harper Collins. Oops, I named it. Was from the, <laughs> was at the other end of the. That's <laughs> all right. To do that, can we bleep that out? Uh, at any rate, uh, I won't name him. How about that? Was at Good. the other end of of, of the uh, table, and and. Uh, Somebody got up in the audience and said that they had a, 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 a book that they didn't think was real strong, and maybe it wasn't written real well or something, and he had some advice. He suggested that uh, if you've got a book that is weak, and, and you know, for whatever reason, uh, you're not going to be able to market much, or it's not very well written, or it's a subject nobody wants to uh, read about, or there's way too many books on it, you should maybe try a small independent publisher, see if you can't get them to publish it. Oh. So I, I just, I was just fuming. Uh, by the time I got the microphone, which was you know thirty minutes later, I said, "Listen, I, I you know, my esteemed colleague at the other end, uh, that's where you send your weak manuscripts. What a small independent publisher uh, competes on is is quality. Uh, if we don't have quality, we don't have anything. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna buy you spots on TV. We're not gonna buy your radio spots." Uh, the quality of the product is going to have to speak for itself. 
if you've got a weak manuscript, take it to a large publisher because they maybe you know they can put money behind it. Uh, he didn't talk to me the rest of the, of the uh, conference. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, you really called him on it, and I think you were absolutely right in doing that because that is so true. I mean, a as an independent book publisher, you have to have a good story or a, a very good book that's going to help sell itself. It, it, and then, of course, the author, as I know from personal experience, <laughs> and, yeah, and yes, you do. yeah, <laughs> that you you have to go out there and you have to help sell the book. You, you really, really have to go out. Out there and do that. So, if we have any people who are, are listening today who uh, would like to be a um, an author and have their book published, please do call in and and give us a call at six four six six five two two zero seven one and ask uh, Steve some questions because he knows what it's all about. You know, I have if another I don't, question. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, uh, what you now? What is the biggest challenge that that you have facing a publisher or an author? You know, it's the same. It's the same for publishers and authors, and that's this is as true for a, 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 a New York publisher as, as well as an independent. Quill Driver Books is a national and international independent publisher, by the way, because it started to say a national publisher. But the big the big challenge is getting noticed. Uh, last year, there were 700,000, are you sitting down, 700,000 books published. And wow. The largest Barnes & Noble, the largest Barnes & Noble in the nation might carry 200,000, maybe a little more different titles. It's huge. Uh, and they have everything that uh, John D. McDonald ever wrote and Stephen King and, and others mm -hmm. in that 200,000. So there's a very small, slim uh, section of shelf space that, that you can actually get onto the shelf in. Um, and, of course, everybody's clamoring for media coverage. Uh, 700,000 authors, authors of 700,000 books would love to be on this uh, on this radio talk show, and it, they obviously can't. Uh, so getting noticed is, is really the big, the big uh, uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do and you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, running naked in the streets helps, uh, but if you don't want to, if you don't want to do that, uh, you you can uh, today. It's easier today to get noticed because you can blog. This is the blogosphere. If you don't like blogging and, and don't want to do it every day, you can interact on other people's blogs. You do definitely need a website so when people hear about you, they'll uh, they'll be able to go to your website and find out more about you and about your book. Um, and just as today, as in past times, uh, most of the marketing is, is left up to the author uh, of a book. A lot of people are surprised to find that out. Uh, publishers do other, have other things they do, uh, but basic marketing is about uh, is, is the author. Right, so and, and what... What I have found, uh, I have a page on Facebook, and I do a lot of marketing through Facebook and also go on Twitter, and um, there you can go on MySpace, and if you have any videos, you can go on YouTube. So there are all kinds of different places where you can get free advertising and get yourself out there, which I have found has helped me tremendously. And you know, the other thing 
that I do uh, is, is that I will uh, send emails to different radio shows. And, of course, there's scads of radio shows out there, and especially on the Internet. And I just tell them what I've got and what I'm doing, and I have a book, and uh, I would like to be a guest. And that's one of the things, you know, that I have found, Steve, is that a lot of the authors are kind of timid about doing that. Right. That's, yeah. Which is too bad. And one of the things you can do as an author is start slow, get one or two radio uh, shows under your belt and get comfortable with it and then expand out into more. Um, you know, uh, it's not that tough. You just stand and talk on a telephone uh, right. for however long. <laughs> um, that, I think, is part of the problem. One of, one of the things that is the problem is the person who can who sits down and writes is often too introspective and too, with another word, Annette, uh, quiet, and they're not used to going out into the public as much as perhaps a performer. Uh, exactly. It, you know, you're, you're comfortable in an audience of any size. Uh, that's not always true with an author who, you know, is spending uh, his or her time at the keyboard. Uh, so they've kind of got to lose that, that uh, they've got to get over that hurdle. Right. I, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, we're going to have to take a short break. And so if you are on the line, please do hold on because we're going to be right back with more questions for our guest publisher and author, Steve Matee. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one -on -one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. annette Dash Martin.com. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking to our guest, publisher and author, Steve Matee. And just to let you know, our lines are open at 646-652-2071. Or you can come into our chat room and write us a question. We do have someone on the line, though, Steve. So let's go to her first. Hello, Anna. Hello. How are you, Annette? I am fine. And you are from New Jersey? I am from New Jersey, yes. Okay. And do you have a question? Yes, I have a question for you. Um, I'd like to, for you to tell me where you see a relationship going between Andrew and myself. Okay. Between you and Andrew. Oh, yes. boy. It, it feels really up and down. I get a lot of up and downs going on. And I, you know, Anna, one of the things that I'm picking up is that you both are on a different page. And uh -huh. let me kind of explain what I mean by that. You have your ideas of what something is, and he has his ideas of what something is. And so the twain uh -huh. doesn't meet. <laughs> and, and you know, when you have that kind of situation, it is very, very difficult to have a close relationship with someone. Okay. So, yeah. So my feeling is that it, it, it seems to be getting worse instead of better. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of. It's, but we still see each other. So. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know what I would suggest is that you just be friends. That's uh -huh. what I suggest. Uh, I, I don't see it going anywhere. I don't see it becoming a marriage. I see. Okay. 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 All right, Anna. Okay, and good Thank luck. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, Steve, uh, you know, the book publishing world is changing so rapidly. Now, do you think that's good or bad? Oh boy, it sure is changing rapidly. You know, the uh, it's to me, it's exactly like when Gutenberg invented the printing press, and all of a sudden, well, normal people, people who didn't have a lot of money, could get a book. Today, we've got all the internet and all the blogosphere. We have e-readers, we have e-books, we have digital print-on-demand books. It's it's. A huge, easy way to get information, and cheaper—a cheaper way to get information than than it used to be. And you get more information as well. Um, I think, in that sense, it's it's good. It's really good, but it's confusing, and because it's huge, uh, you know, you get lost and lost in the mix. And because it's huge, um, uh, you have to weed out what you want to read or what you, the information you want to you want to get to or you want. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia for the book, you know, the printed book. But printed books are never going to go away. Um, and a lot of people are fighting the e-reader like iPad or Kindle. Uh, they don't, you know, they say, I'll never, I'm never going to get one. I've got news for them. In two years, they're all going to have one. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But Your you book know, is one of the best sellers on Kindle, Annette. You need to get a e-reader. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> and it's amazing because I have a lot of people emailing me and calling me and my clients who are coming into the office saying, oh, I read your book on Kindle and I just loved it. And I'm going, oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always on, on the uh, uh, top bestsellers. Uh, the gift of white lights right up there all the time on the Kindle. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe your maybe your listeners and the people that know you are more uh, hep than than the average bear. You know, I think that's very true. Uh, I think that's very true. And, and what they tell me is so easy to do, and they just download it and and they can read it, um, you know, on their iPads, and they just love it. So I had dinner this... next to an older woman yesterday, and she had a uh, 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 magnifying glass that she was using. And uh, to read, and I said, you know, you ought to get yourself one of these e-readers because you can make the the uh, type as large as you want, and uh, you can read books or newspapers or anything. She looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> but really? you know, some someday somebody will show her one of those, and she'll understand why she doesn't uh, need that uh, uh, magnifying right. glass anymore to read. Right, right, right. Well, it is very exciting, and, and I was so excited to see Gift of the White Light on the Kindle and doing so well. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I think that's terrific that it's doing so well in print, but it's doing so well in, in uh, the e-version. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and you, you know, know it's we not amazing. You know it's not amazing. You know why it's not amazing? Because you have the right publisher. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, the, brilliance of, the brilliant thing I did was that Jim Fry, who actually wrote your biography, uh, The Gift of the White Light, is a wonderful writer. Uh, and I've known him, I'd known him for years. I knew he was such a great writer uh, that when he, he uh, pitched the book to me, even though I didn't know you, I knew that it would be a great book. Uh, you know, and then, of course, when I, learned, when I met you and learned of your story, I said, oh, boy. <laughs> of course, and I, I know you helped him write that book. Uh, to a I great did as well. Yes, I did. Uh, I wrote it in first person, and then he took it and wrote it into third person, coming from a skeptic's point of view, which <laughs> was sure absolutely did. perfect. You know, <laughs> absolutely perfect. And he is such a, a, a curmudgeon. I mean, he's such a character. I love him, and uh, it it came across so well. And you know, we have forty five five star reviews on Amazon, and Amazing. it. People just love it and just you know, love the way he wrote it about me. And, and so I am just thrilled. I, I cannot tell you how thrilled I am about Gift of the White Light. Well, we've got another caller here, and we've got Tammy from Pennsylvania. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Annette. How are you? I'm uh, great. I have, okay, wonderful. I have, well, you're probably doing better than me, but I'm going to tell you about the situation here. I have this neighbor. He's just low energy, evil. The, the guy has just spun out of control. There's, uh, he's definitely disturbed. I was wondering if you know when he's, when things will get better, possibly when he'll get arrested, when I can get my life back and my sanity and my peace and my home. Well, you know, it looks really difficult. First of all, can you tell me his first name? His name is Paul. His name is Paul. Okay, Paul has some great emotional difficulties. And that is the problem with your neighbor. And so the only thing you can do is you're just going to have to wait for him to do something really, really stupid uh, so that you can call the police on him. 
but I don't see you being able to get him to move or I don't see you being able to, you know, call the police and just say that this guy's a little crazy. I know. He's being protected. He's being yeah. protected by not all, but certain police officers. I don't want to say all are corrupt. I have some really good officers here. It's just, um, you know, they're taking bribes from him and, and letting him get away with this. Well, um, you know, I'm sad to say, Tammy, that does go on. And, and uh, there's nothing that you can do about that. Absolutely nothing. So either you're going to have to move or you're going to have to wait until he does something really, really stupid and they're going to have to arrest him. Okay? Yeah, so that's so thank the, you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. And, and so hang in there. Oh, okay, I Tammy. Do see him Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Well, you know, Steve, since we were, we've been talking about the book publishing, um, how do you see the future of book publishing going? And what do you think we should look for? Well, um, the future of book publishing is bright. Uh, if any of the authors out there that are listening uh, need to understand that content will remain king. So, meaning that they're they're in the catbird seat. Uh, they're running they're running the show, uh, and that that'll be true with when uh, you know ten years, twenty years, thirty years from now. If you've got good material, it's going to sell, and you're going to be able to get it published. You know what's going to happen in the book industry? It's going to be more about how they're delivered than it is about what's being written. Uh, if I want to address what's being written, I'd say that it's that. Uh, we're going to have to sh do shorter books. People have a, a shorter uh, attention span today because of the millions of things that are hitting on them, so shorter shorter books. I think that books that are conversational, you know, when uh, I don't mean to keep talking about your book, but when you read your book, it's just a fun read. You feel like you're sitting in a room with somebody uh, hearing them talk, and I think more books need to be that way. I think textbooks ought to be that way. We'd have uh, we'd have more st high school students actually picking up their book and reading it because it's fun. Uh, but the delivery is the big thing. They're going to for them. They're going to be delivered a number of ways. They're always going to be printed books, and uh, the best, the be biggest books, uh, meaning the bigger sellers, are going to be printed in hard co in, in uh, hard copies, you know, paperback or a hard. Uh, cover book and put into a, a warehouse of a publisher like they are today and ship to stores upon demand. Uh, but m many books are never going to see a warehouse. They're going to be printed on demand. Uh, and I'll, the thing that's interesting is they're going to be printed on demand while you wait. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're familiar with waiting for getting your pictures developed, that's very much the way it's going to be. Today you can go to the drugstore or Costco or someplace and and drop off your uh, film and get pictures developed. And of course, if they're uh, uh, digital photographs, you can send them over the uh, uh, internet to the drugstore and have prints made. The same thing's going to happen with books. There's going to be a book machine that you'll either go to the book machine and call up the book you want to uh, want to buy, or you'll order it over the internet. So it'll be waiting for you when you get to the wherever it is you want to pick it up, the bookstore, the drugstore, or the Costco, and um, uh, the book will just be printed and trimmed and bound and and uh, spit out. You pick it up and it'll look like a regular book. It'll have a cover color, co color cover on it, uh, and, and etc. Just as if uh, you bought it off the shelf at a bookstore. Uh, 
Right, I but, think you're absolutely right. And, you know, we're going to have to stop and take a short break. So if you are on the line, please do hold on. And we're going to be right back with our guest, publisher and author, Steve Matee. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm psychic detective and medical intuitive Annette Martin. You may have seen me on television, radio, or YouTube, where some of my TV shows are playing. During the course of the past 40 years, I've done readings for people across the globe on every aspect of their lives, including their health. If you need help with your concerns, please go to Annette-Martin.com and set up an appointment. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's Annette-Martin.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers, join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking to our guest, publisher, and author, Steve Matee. And if you are on the line, do hold on. I'll get to you just in a moment. And if you would like to call in, our lines are 646-652-2071. Or you can write a note in our chat room, and I can read that over the air. So, Steve, you know... I know that you've had a New York Times bestseller. Now, how did that happen? Oh, great. You gave me a chance to blow my own horn. (laughs) Terrific. (laughs) Well, um, you know, I want to first point out that, uh, because uh, it's uh, appropriate, I guess, that a New York Times bestseller is like winning the Oscar uh, in the book industry. It's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. And and besides uh, that, the the people who vote on you are the public, so it's a little harder than just making sure that the Academy uh, votes for you. Um, now, having said that, um, it was simple, and I'll tell you why it was simple. It was because the 
uh, author of this book, Dr. Peter H. Gott, is uh, a columnist uh, syndicated by United Media in 350 newspapers all over the nation daily. So he has wow. a huge following, including me, because he was in the Fresno Bee, my hometown paper, and I would read him every day. And he had to, has a column, kind of like a dear Abby column, where you write in and ask him a question, and he answers it, and then he goes on to the next question and answers that. And he had this wonderful, warm uh, way of talking to people. I think that's why he has such a huge following. And he's not, uh, he's not the knee-jerk physician who answers um, uh, with, you know, uh, for instance, he, he's, he's homopathic. I mean, he, he believes in taking care of, of your health from the beginning. He is not against uh, uh, other than the... Steve, are you there? I th Hello, Steve? I think maybe we might have lost Steve. Okay. Well, you know, while we're getting him back on the line, let's go over to Wendy from Canada. Hello, Wendy. Hi, Annette. Hi. Do you have a question for me? Uh, yes. I, I met someone named Matt, and I'm wondering what you see uh, coming up for us as a relationship. Okay, so you met a fellow by the name of Matt, M-A-T-T? Yes. Okay. Um, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm getting some very nice feelings uh, from Matt. Uh, I do think, though, he's a little shy. Okay. Have you noticed that? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him in a month. Um, he said he'd call me. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't called. Mm -hmm. so. And he hasn't called. Okay. Um, he, I think probably the problem is that he's a little shy. That That's what I'm getting. Okay. But I think he was attracted to you. I think he was very attracted to you. And so do you have his number at all? No, I don't. You don't have his number. Okay, well, then you're probably just going to have to wait. But, you know, I do think that he will call you at some point in time, but I think it's going to take probably, oh, maybe a month or, or, or yeah, maybe two months down the road for him to call you. That long. Wow. Yeah, that long. I'm sorry, Wendy, but, you know, sometimes it takes a little while for people to really... Um, decide what it is they're going to do. Mm -hmm. okay. okay? Yeah. Okay. So I think that uh, you're, you're going to really talk to him again, and I think that something might happen. Is he in a different area from where you are living? Yes, he is. He's in a different uh, town. In a different town. Yeah, that's the sense that I got, that it was, uh, there was a distance between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, what I want you to do is to kind of hang in there and don't keep yourself from going out, though. I mean, be sure and uh, go out and do things with your friends and meet other people, all right? Don't just wait for Matt to call you because you will uh, meet some other people as well.
And you need to be a little bit more outgoing yourself. I feel that you're you kind of hold back sometimes, okay? All right. Okay, Wendy. Thank you so much for calling. And we're going to take a short break after and uh, if you are on the line, please do hold on and we'll be right back with Annette Martin's Psychic World. This is Paul Trulev on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy's Hibachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. annette martin.com Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. to Annette Martin's Psychic World. We've been talking to our guest, publisher and author, Steve Matee, and we have Steve on the line. We had a little blip there for a minute, but Steve, I know that you're out there. (laughs) We were... Yes. You know, one of the questions that people are always asking me is how does someone convince a publisher that his or her book is worthy of being published? Well... Uh, the formal way and, and the way that the best chance that you have unless you're famous or you uh, have a brother-in-law who's a publisher is to use what's called a book proposal 
And a book proposal, I happen to have written a book on uh, the fast-track course on how to write a nonfiction book proposal. A book proposal has information in it the publisher needs to know uh, before they agree to publish a book. A lot of times people say to me, I don't have to have a book proposal. I've already written the book. But publishers don't have, you know, the eight or 12 hours it takes to read every book that's presented to them. Uh, so they and they don't and of course your manuscript doesn't have information about who you are, why you're the person to write it. It doesn't uh, uh, have who the comp who the competition is or any other the supporting matter that goes into a book proposal. But one of the big things that works for writing a book proposal is when you write a book proposal and you do a good job of it, the uh, editor or if you choose to tr to use an agent, a literary agent, uh, to find you a, a publisher. Uh, and you approach a literary agent the same way you do an editor, they know that you're willing to jump through the hoops, that you're a professional and you're going to pre uh, present this project and deal with this project as a professional. Uh, so that's the best way. And, and actually, there's a, uh, a, a that works for novels as well. Well, yeah, I, I know, uh, because I have been asked that question, too, you know, and uh, always having to write out some type of a book proposal. Now, what um, your fast-track course on how to write a nonfiction book proposal has been adopted for use in university courses. Wow, that is great. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, UCLA, and uh, I've seen DePaul using it. Uh, UCLA was the first one that adopted. I think what happens is these professors know each other and they talk and 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 besides my book is short uh, I used to hold up uh, another book there were two other books when I wrote mine on how to write a book proposal and I'd hold it up at a writers conference and I'd tell people they have to read this 200 page book and you'd you'd see them grimace I mean you could say you could see that they'd say oh boy <laughs> you know I have to write uh, you know I have to read 200 pages to write a 15 page proposal and it wasn't getting used so what I did was was I wrote one that's much much shorter uh, has all I hope it has everything you need to know, including uh, the first part, uh, what I call first things, which is an introduction to the industry, so you don't sound like you don't know what you're doing. Uh, and it uh, it's been a good success. It's been, I've been uh, pleased with how well it's selling. How well that's it's fantastic. That that is yeah, just great. You. It is. It is. Yeah. And you know, you I, know I love authors. They're my uh, authors. Writers are my favorite people. Uh, they're my heroes. I'd rather meet somebody who wrote the movie script than the actor who acted in it. Uh, and uh, they're new authors. It feels to to a new author like it's a really closed industry, that they can't get into it, that they can't break in. But that's just hogwash. Every day somebody breaks in and has a you know Stephanie Myers two years ago nobody had ever heard of her, and she wrote the Twilight series. I mean, uh, every day great authors with great ideas break in and get published. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's great. And, you know, one of your books that uh, you have published has been translated into 15 languages. Now, how did oh, that happen? Right. Well, you know, that's a fun story because uh, uh, I usually tell people when they call me to send me a book proposal uh, because they can't, we can't have a long enough conversation on the phone. And yet, I know what I'm saying to them is, you know, uh, go back to the drawing board and start all over again. And this woman called me from Southern California, and she said uh, she had a book, and, you know, I talked to her for a little bit, and 
And I that day I thought, you know, I'm just going to tell her to write a book proposal. She's never going to get around to writing a book proposal. She's never going to get around to writing her, uh, getting her book published. Um, and she, she said it was a short book. So I said, well, you know, just just send me what you've got. That, that's fine. I, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I can reject it from that <laughs> as quickly as I can <laughs> reject it from a book proposal. And she won't have to go through the hoops. Uh, and because she told me it was this, it's a business management book about twin, uh, identical twins, not identical brothers, identical twins, and it's written in a novel fashion. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is never going to sell. So my practice is to take a stack of uh, book proposals down to Starbucks where I can concentrate without the phone ringing. And go <laughs> oh, that's a good place to go. Yeah, have your coffee <laughs> and read the books. <laughs> exactly. And nobody talks to you, and you know you've got coffee and uh, pastry or something to to you know, tide you over. It's great. So I was I was there one Friday, and I was going through the stack which her manuscript was in, and I get down to her manuscript and I start reading it, and it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I hope this isn't taken. It's probably been sitting on my uh, desk or behind my desk for three weeks by now. So I I uh, it's now late on a Friday, and I go back to my office. My son and I, my son has his own business, and he and I share an office uh, space ever since he started his, and uh, I went back, and I, I put it on his desk with a note on it saying, read this this weekend, <laughs> which, I, you know, you have, uh, you know how easy it is to tell your grown children to do anything. Oh, yes. Uh, especially <laughs> read a whole book this weekend. Sure, Dad, uh, right. I'm going to well, do that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, that'll go, yeah, that's going to work. He got in Monday morning before I did, and sitting in my desk right in the center was this book, this uh, manuscript with a huge note on it that said, buy this. So I did, and uh, it's it's it was, it, you know, it, was, it did not make the New York Times bestseller, at least it hasn't yet, but uh, it's certainly been a bestseller, and we've sold uh, the rights to it into 15 different uh, uh, languages. Um, some countries where I questioned whether we were, you know, it was a good idea to let them uh, become more efficient because they were killing people, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we still did it. <laughs> they'll, they'll, <laughs> well, they'll, they'll, they'll use it for good purposes rather than, than bad ones. Right, right. Well, that uh, sounds Mark, like that Barnes would... And Noble promoted this book for a full year in their business section. I've never heard of them doing that except for maybe three or four other titles uh, and sold, sold tons of it. Wow. Wow, that is amazing in itself. Yeah, the title, I know... by the way, is if you want something done right, you don't have to do it yourself, since somebody was going to ask that. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> okay, so say that again. What is the title? If you want something done right, you don't have to do it yourself. It's written by a psychologist named uh, Donna Jeanette. Very good. It, it, Very it, good. If you, uh, if you have a job, this will change your life. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a story. It's, it's amazing. Good. You know, I know that you talk at a lot of writers' conferences, and when you do uh, speak, you you talk about um, nine habits of published writers. And can you briefly tell us what those nine habits are, so that maybe we can all begin to make them our habits? <laughs> okay, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I, I hope they're my habits. I'm not positive they are. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to establish good habits. 
You know, this started because I, I put together a book called The Portable Writers Conference, and I called 47 different experts on different fields of writing and asked them to write a chapter in this. And as I did that, I noticed, as I learned more about these people and these experts, I learned that they did certain things, that each of them did certain things, and these are the nine habits. And uh, uh, one of them, the first one is, is these, these people who, now these are people who are often, published. They're published oftentimes uh, over the years, either books or magazine articles or short stories or whatever it is they want. And I think every one of them just develop a sense of what the marketplace wants. Um, if you want to publish for a readership, you're going to have to feed that readership what they're looking for. It's a huge, huge target, but if you decide to write about toenail clipping, uh, there's probably not a lot of people who want to read about toenail clipping. So you, you you wouldn't be feeding what the marketplace wants. Uh, diet books are always popular, and there, there are other evergreens. Uh, but uh, the other thing is that writers who that I wasn't paying very much uh, to to put a chapter in this book. It was early in the publishing career, um, but none of them asked me how much, and all of them did a fantastic job, and. I think invariably, people who get published often always write their best. They never say, well, that's good enough for what I'm getting paid, uh, or, you know, I'll do better next time when I have more time. Uh, mm -hmm. They invariably write their best. If they're writing a, a letter to their mother, they write a good letter to their mother. Um, and the number one problem, I think, or the, well, when I, many times I'll get a book proposal in where the person hasn't bothered to read the rules or to learn the rules, so he breaks them, and he breaks them in ways that he maybe is thinking is cute, but they're really just inappropriate and uh, ineffective. Uh, it's good to break the rules, but you have to know the rules first. So um, That's very true. Yeah, it's you need to know the rules, that's for sure. And, you know, following the rules uh, creates good prose. It's, it's a good way to write. You don't have to break the rules. Uh, the great writers break the rules, uh, so read them and watch uh, and watch what they do, and then break them uh, after you've learned them. Learn them, uh, learn how to break them. And then, have you ever heard "Write What You Know"? Oh, absolutely. Advice for writers. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that what they're saying when you when they say "write what they know" is write what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know about something, maybe it's your child or your job or uh, your hobby or something, that's what you're passionate about. So write what you're passionate about. That's when the writing really comes through. If you're really excited about something, uh, you're, you're going to write better about it. Uh, you might know how to take tolls at your toll booth job uh, very well, but you might not be very excited about it. But if you're a collector of uh, butterflies uh, as your hobby, you're going to write passionately about collecting butterflies. Or if you're a novelist, passionate about whatever, whatever it is you're passionate about as a novelist. Um, another one's. A, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Another one's a, a little bit um, um, technical, but the first thing that you write is called a lead. So the first sentence or two sentences is called a lead, and a lead brings the reader into what you're writing. And writers who get read regularly write strong leads. Uh, so go back and read the first part of uh, each chapter, uh, the first sentence or two and everything that you write and make it grab the reader and bring the reader in 
to to reading it. It it uh, it it's really very very effective. In the middle of chapters from novels or, or books, uh, when you transition to a new subject, write another lead, just like you were starting a new uh, uh, chapter, uh, so that the person once again gets draw, drawn into it. Uh, my book, uh, How to Write a uh, Fast Track Course on How to Write a Nonfiction Book Proposal, has more on what makes a good lead. Another thing that people do, the sixth thing, there's only nine, we'll be done in a minute. The sixth thing is that they make life easy for editors. Editors will call you again. They'll be thrilled when you pitch the second book to them. If you haven't made them work hard, and there's many ways you can make uh, editors work hard besides not, ha not turning a good, in a good magazine, or a good article, I'm sorry, or a good novel. Uh, so make life easy for editors. Uh, the seventh thing is great writers. All these people that, that uh, wrote in the Portable Writers Conference are great readers. They carry books everywhere they go. They're reading all the time. Uh, you'll never be a great writer until you're a great reader. These other people also, these, these authors, they always, uh, uh, they were always learning their craft. They were always trying to fine-tune their writing, and they got better over the years. I've watched a number of them flourish uh, over the years. They've just done great. And then the last thing is, if you don't send it to a publisher, an agent, or a magazine, uh, even though you're getting all sorts of, of uh, rejection notices, you've got to continue submitting. Uh, you've got, you've just got to continue submitting. Uh, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, which was so popular a few years ago, um, sold millions, millions of copies. Those, the two that wrote that series or put that series together, approached 143 publishers before mm. they got a yes. Oh my gosh! What if they stopped at 142. Mm -hmm. So you've got to submit. You've just got to keep hitting and you know throwing, pitching until you get the hit, or swinging until you get the hit. Uh, so those those are the things that the off-published writers do. Well, I I think that is so true, and those are wonderful habits, uh, you know, to always remember, and to never give up. And I think a lot of people just say, "Oh, well, you know, nothing's happening," and so they just quit. And that's something yeah. that you just can't do. <laughs> you can't exactly. do exactly. You know, if I'm, if you write a short story and you send it to a magazine, and your short story is about poodles. Uh, and, and some woman who loves her poodle, and they've just done three stories on poodles. You may have great writing, but they're not going to buy the fifth or the fourth story on on uh, on poodles. There's lots of reasons you get rejected besides the fact that you can't write. Right, right, exactly. Oh. well, you know, Steve, we're kidding near the end of the show, and I do want to ask you, what is next for Steve Matee? You know, I've I've started uh, research on a novel. This is my first novel, so it's a challenge for me. And believe me, it is. I don't know much about dialogue, um, or how to write dialogue, unless it was real dialogue, uh, on a first-century uh, woman uh, who was Paul's companion, Paul, Paul of the Bible uh, history. First woman, uh, she, excuse me, she was his female companion on his travels. And, of course, even I was having lunch the other day with a priest, and they asked him if he'd ever heard of Thecla, and he, he, he hadn't. Uh, and of course, when I said, "Well, she was Paul's female companion," his eyes got bigger, and he just <laughs> I bet. He knew, that, he knew that was a myth. But <laughs> she actually is a saint in the Catholic Church, and uh, she was um, she's noted um, for uh, women's rights 
and for in the fourth and fifth century, she was there was a huge cult, uh, a Thecla cult, uh, about her and her uh, her life. So um, I, I love that era. I love research, and I, I think that'll be that'll be great. Uh, How fun! Oh, fun. I, yeah, sounds exciting too. <laughs> a little illicit exciting. stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it Steve, is exciting. Do you, do you have a, an email where folks can reach you for help in getting their work published? You bet. Um, my, it's my last name, M-E-T-T-E-E, at therightthought.com. And the right thought in this case is spelled, the right part is spelled W-R-I-T-E. That makes sense, right? Therightthought.com. And of course, they can just go to therightthought.com and, and email from me, email me from there too, if they'd like. Excellent! Oh, thank you, Steve, so much for being my guest today, and hey, I really look. Fun. Yeah, I look forward to doing it again. So let's do hey. this again and get more yep, information fun. out there. So thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Take well, care. I'm take care. Bye bye. And I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective and medical intuitive. You can find my website at annette-martin.com. Next week, my guest will be Beth Anderson, online magazine creator, CEO, and editor-in-chief of chicgalleria.com. Until next week, this has been Annette Martin's Psychic World, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. May the white light be with you. Trouble with career, love, health, family, friends, your life in general? Hi, I'm Annette Martin, psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. In my practice for the past 40 years, I've helped thousands of folks with their problems. And you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio throughout the years, and more recently on Annette Martin's Psychic World. To learn more about my work, go to annette-martin.com. Look for the button in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage that says, Make an Appointment. That's annette-martin.com.
Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Are you spending more time than you want booking appointments for your business? Optimize.com can free you up from answering phones, booking appointments, and rescheduling. All these clerical duties can be automated for you with Optimize.com. Optimize.com seamlessly integrates with your website and manages all your appointment scheduling and rescheduling. You and your customers will receive reminders by email and text messages. Optimize.com supports your business needs, whether you have one-on-one appointments, classes, workshops, or seminars. Sign up with Optimize.com for our 30-day free trial. That's Octo. M-I-Z-E dot com. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
of a new love to brighten up the night. I have you, love, and we can face the music. 